Hey, Grandpa Jim Motivation Central Station. Today I want to talk about a couple of issues. I'm actually doing a nighttime broadcast where I am. This is the first time I've ever... I like to have that morning energy, but tonight I feel a little inspired. Just took a walk through a uh, weather change here in our area. It was about 84 degrees, and during the walk it must have... It's a little... thunderstormy here and uh must have dropped about 14 degrees but whether it's uh sunshiny or rainy right we can all keep a smile inside because life is all about attitude but i want to talk about a couple of things one is uh this idea of defunding uh police stations and then i want to talk about uh living a life in balance so let's talk about defunding um police agencies in my world in grandpa jim's world if we could uh wipe out the whole system and build it from the ground up um and start over that would just be beautiful right um odds and possibilities of that uh are slim like nothing's ever out of the question that's for sure but uh from the knowledge that i have surrounding uh this idea Uh, is really not taking away full police departments. There's a big problem with taking away full police departments. Um, I'm sure it would create absolute lawlessness for a while. And also the problem is with uh, right now, the idea is, you know, we want to reach the younger police. Um, We want to have police that look like our communities. You know, um, and I want to get away from that look like, you know, this is a human race, right? H-U-E, hue, like the color hue. Like we got to get away from that. You know, when I'm in big cities, you know, I live in the city of Milwaukee and, you know, we're a fairly decent sized city. But when I'm in Chicago, you know, it's often known as the second city here in America, you know, it's so diverse that nobody has time to bring up the race discussion. Or I also work in stand-up comedy. And stand-up comedy, as long as I've been around, it's been such a diverse uh, enterprise. Comedians come from every walk of life. And we just, you know, always been chill and loving life and having fun together. And, you know, that's probably the first thing for all of us as America is we need to lighten the F up. Like, we need to take a deep breath, get a laugh, try to write some jokes, try to, you know, bring a smile to other people's faces. But on this idea of defunding, no, it's not just wiping out the police department. You know, like I said, in my world, that would be awesome. But It would be nice to move the younger police officers more into an engagement role. The problem is the unions have this set up that they really protect, you know, the system and old timers. And, you know, so it might be a while and a process to move those people in positions. And that's why I think we need to keep the protests going and not stop. The, the, the whole thing is do not stop 
There is a gentleman in my area that's committed to protesting for the next 200 days in a row. You know, that's that's the type of protesting commitment. And maybe 200 days isn't long enough either. Maybe it's three or four years. You know, look how much has changed. You know, somewhat there's been some changes already, right? Um, we have new discussions, which is great. Um, I said at the beginning of the coronavirus that this... This is a phenomenal time. You're going to look back on this and say, you know, wow, that was challenging. But if it don't kill you, it makes you stronger. You're going to be a lot stronger. So let's say the police department's called on a domestic dispute, right? Usually the the, the officer shows up and he's not trained in, you know, I'm sure they're somewhat trained in de-escalation. But maybe he doesn't have a background in substance abuse, doesn't have, uh, you know, the tools to do an assessment on the spot and really find out what the argument's about. You know, it's pretty much like, you know, let's hurry up. Let's get through this. Let's get somebody in handcuffs. Let's take them to jail and then we'll let them out in the morning and nothing really changed except you put a little bit of time and space to cool people down, but you didn't do a thorough assessment to see what's going on in that household. Have they not paid their bills for three months? Are they um, lack job skills? Uh, do they lack parenting skills? Uh, you, you know, are they coping with the substance abuse problem? Do they have an underlying mental health issue? And so to get a little deeper into the backgrounds and find out what is driving the situation, what brought that situation to a head that night? How can we uh, solve this? How can we open up lines of communication? And that's what social workers do. So I want to see more people, uh, social work type people to go out on calls with um you know, I know in Seattle for substance abuse issues, they bring a drug and alcohol counselor and they offer them, you can go to jail today or you can go to treatment, you know, and 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 the majority take, I want treatment. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so I think this is a great, you know, Minnesota, Minneapolis is really committing to looking at doing things differently and you know, these are some of the suggestions that I'm sure that they're looking at is how can we approach these situations different? Um, I was one of these people that got tackled and suffocated by police officers when I was a kid. I was resisting and I got thrown to the ground and I still was resisting and uh, doesn't make me a bad guy. I was an upset guy, right? And so I had an officer on each limb and then they pulled my, I was belly down, so uh, my eyes were staring at the floor, and they pulled my winter coat, because I live in Wisconsin, they pulled it up over my head, they stuffed it under my face between the floor and the ground, and then a police officer kneeled down to my back of my head, and it was the closest I ever came to death. And so there's probably different techniques than to wrestle a 16-year-old kid that way. You know, ever since the police departments went to this military style, and, you know, I suppose if I was in a police uniform too, I, I don't know the solution. 
Um, I do know I called in a duffel bag. There was a, a bomb in our area a few years back, and I found a brand new duffel bag sitting by this house that I know the owners um, weren't living in. It's a really odd situation. They take better care of the home now that they're not living in it. But they, there was this brand new duffel bag sitting on the ground, and I'm like, this is just really odd because... This is a new bag. It's full of something. It's by this house. And uh, this should not be sitting here right now. So I called the police officers. And then I wanted to walk up to them. I seen them by the bag. And, you know, just... And all of a sudden they were like, freeze! I'm like, freeze? I'm like, hey, I'm the guy that called in the bag. And they're like, well, stop! Quit walking towards us. And they drew their guns on me like... Like, you know, there's such a hypersensitivity uh, nowadays. And I suppose if I was on the other side, you know, I I don't know. In our area, there's so much, you know, there is a lot of gun violence. The governor in our state a few years back allowed open and carry. And everybody in this area knew that it was going to cause problems, but... He was more in the Trumper vein and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, so from that day on, it's been a different world of policing. There's no more. Hi, how are you? Um, and, you know, so I'm, I'm liking this other thing. Definitely more training. Definitely, definitely need police training, cultural sensitivity. They need to take classes and understand other cultures and, how they believe and where they come from and what is their thought process. And and uh, we had somebody here once that went and shot a Sikh Indian temple and he thought it was a different uh, race and a different religion. <laughs> and so he wiped some really beautiful people off of this earth and and the other people are just as beautiful too. So, you know, um, so just in that scenario, there's a lot going on, you know, a lot of education. We need to learn about each other's cultures. Most cultures aren't out to hurt people. Like most cultures are out to do the same thing here we do in the States. They're here to breed uh, beautiful, loving families. They're here to have a, a safe environment to live in and uh, feed some security, some financial security to feed their children. You, you do that alone, like in these poverty-stricken areas. We go in, we build them from the inside out. We bring uh, education, we bring money, we bring resources, and we help people build uh, businesses inside their food deserts and we create them from the inside out and we put the people that live in the community in the work we don't bring outsiders in to do the work there's plenty of people plenty of ambitious people I went to school with a lot of people that lived in some really poor zip codes very intelligent very you know just didn't want to leave home didn't want to leave mom didn't want to leave the family because there's a love bond there. And those are the people that are like, I can make this place better. But we can make this place better as a team, right? We all go in there together. It's, you know, it's it's not that hard. So I want to talk about living in balance. Uh, many of us over-exercise and we under-exercise. 
What? What, Jim? What, Grandpa Jim? You can overexercise? Yes. Uh, people with addictions. Um, I wrote a book one time for families, the, uh, to, you know, people with addiction problems, people that are in recovery to read to their children. Because we know addiction is like eye color. If you have it, it's a high likelihood your, your kids are going to have it. And especially if they grew up in an environment where you're using, you were teaching them, I can't pay my phone bill. I'm mad at this person instead of paying the bill. And I'm mad at this person and talking to them. I'm going to drink and use and escape. You know, that's just another layer that the kid lives in uh, the abuse and uh, perpetuates uh, family addiction. And so I wrote a book called Uncle Bob eats, drinks, and walks too much. And a lot of people would always say he walks too much. Yes, because people with addictions, um, just because they're not using drugs and alcohol doesn't mean um, that they can't overuse other things. Us addicts don't have off switches. So we can overwork, and that looks like, I call them white addiction. So we trade out the bad ones, the unhealthy ones, and then we just overwork all the time. Well, this is good, you know. I'm I'm not going to face my other problems at home. If I bring home a big check, you know, that takes care of them. In the meantime, while I'm working on that big check, I don't have to deal with the problems at home, you know. And so, you know, so that's uh, one thought there. And then the balancing, um, you know, Am I overeating? Am I undereating? Yes, you can do that too. Am I eating unhealthy? Am I eating a livet, um, you know, instead of a diet? Am I eating things, even though they don't taste good, that I know that are healthy for me? I think in this country we're so, you know, forced to, you know, to always eat sweets and, you know, and not eat those raw foods and, and I have to practice what I preach, too, because I've been slipping a little bit. So this is a two-way street on my podcast. I learn from you, and hopefully you pick up some tidbits that can help your life, you know, move in a forward direction eternally, right? We we try to not uh, move backwards and at the worst sit still for a little bit, only to rest up to keep moving forward, right? And so, um, again, I love the, the truth track, you know, you only know if you are on your truth. Like I can't tell you if you're, you know, truthfully doing your diet or you're not doing your diet. Only you really know that. So, you know, are you being truthful with yourself today? And, um, and then moving down that track forward and it doesn't always have to be fast. Sometimes your train's going to move a little faster to get to your goals and sometimes not. But hey, so that's my some of my ideas um, why I think it's healthy to defund um, police departments. And when I say defund, it's just shifting the money that's already there to divide the resources up in a more productive manner, uh, a more humane manner of policing our own citizens. And, uh, you know, that includes my family and, uh, and, uh, everybody in your life. 
And it was great spending time with you. If you want to learn to live in balance a little bit better, I wrote a book called What Color Is Your Brain Scan? The answer is in your head and habits. It's on Amazon. And so, hey, I love you all. Uh, That uh, book for children is called uh, Uncle Bob uh, Walks, Drinks, and Eats Too Much. Uh, That's under a a program called the Pre-Addiction Educational Series for anybody, any families in recovery. So, hey, uh, have a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon. Make this a positive day. And we can all go help somebody today. It doesn't cost anything to put a smile on our face. And it doesn't really cost too much other than, uh, you know, um, sitting there uh, just uh, taking care of ourselves. And uh, if you have that energy and you're capable, uh, somebody needs your help. Because if you're that person that needs that help, uh, when you get to that spot in life, or, uh, you know, your some accident puts you in that spot of life, you will really appreciate uh, the help you get from others. So God bless everybody. Have a wonderful, fantastic day. And uh, if you like uh, this podcast, please hit um, subscribe. Thank you. Mm-hmm.